Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about something that we talked about a little bit last week that I didn't actually know was going to make as many waves as it did throughout the video gaming journalist sphere. I've got on your screen right now an article from The Verge that is from October 14th, so just about five days ago, that is entitled as follows. Sony will let PS5, PlayStation 5 owners, record their voice chats and snitch on fellow players. Subheading, the perhaps unwelcome feature arrived as part of the PS4's 8.0 update. And the reason this made waves when it did is, to Sony's credit, and there won't be a lot of credit given to Sony as part of this video, so I want to make sure they get it when they deserve it, when they updated the PlayStation 4 operating system, the system that actually runs the console, they added a warning when you start a party on that system that basically said, hey, you could be recorded during this party chat. Very similar to those warnings that you might hear when you call your local bank or anybody else that has those kinds of customer service related features. And Sony said, warning, you could be taped. Now, as it turns out, this wasn't much of a surprise to me personally, because last week I did a video at the behest of the PlayStation 5 Reddit thread that asked me to talk about those terms and conditions before people had really agreed to them, before they had adopted the 8.0 update to their operating system on the PlayStation. I said, so what's in those new PlayStation terms? And one of the things that we dived into that I called out as potentially a problem was this section six. So if you haven't caught that video, I'm going to go over this very briefly right now because it really pertains to what we're talking about and also belies some of what we will hear Sony saying about what they can do and what they intend to do with the information they're collecting on somebody that uses a PlayStation product. So first we see in section 6.1 that we've got a definition here. This is for capital U, capital I, user information. So when we see that as referenced below, which we will, that includes your name, your sign-in ID, your online ID, your profile, your pictures, your friends list, your communications and interactions, which is really where the hullabaloo is coming up on this particular topic, including by voice, your activities, your information on your gameplay, your purchases made, and your content viewed. Everything in that list is included in the umbrella term user information, which we pointed out when we looked at these terms in our hour plus long video last week. We also pointed out some problematic language that Sony had included in these terms with respect to that user information. You see them highlighted in orange and yellow on your screen right now. They say you may have an opportunity to share or permit us to share your user information relating to your account or activities on PSN via third-party services. If you choose to do so, Use or distribution of your information on any third-party service may be subject solely to that third party's terms of service and privacy policy. Sure, if you're going to submit your information to somebody outside of Sony, know that it's going to be subject to their terms and conditions as well as ours, and please review those documents before sharing your information. But here's where the rubber hits the road. It's in yellow. You hereby authorize us to use, distribute, copy, display, and publish your user information without payment to you. Now, when we talked about this term last week, one of the things I said was, this isn't that unusual of a concept insofar as if the PlayStation Network and the PlayStation 5 or even the PlayStation 4 is allowing you to do something by pressing a button, you need to license to Sony 
their rights to use that information that you have given to them in order to facilitate whatever that button does. You see this on terms and conditions in things like YouTube, which you're currently watching, or on Facebook or on Twitter that says, hey, if we're Twitter and you retweet something from somebody, we need to make sure that Twitter, which is going to be mechanically facilitating that distribution of information, got a license for the copyright from the original author of the tweet. And that all makes sense, right? If you think about all of these relationships that you have with these companies, it makes sense that they need at least a limited license to do whatever it is that they are purporting to do. What I pointed out when reading these terms is that this doesn't limit their rights to what they put forth in this paragraph, right? They have a lot of language that talks about third-party services, and then they have a blanket umbrella term that just says, hey, regardless of what we just said in this paragraph, you authorize us to use, distribute, copy, display, and publish your user information, which includes your communications, voice, and text without payment to you and really without any other restrictions that we can see reading these terms of service. We can distribute it. We can use it. We can copy it. We can display it. We can publish it without really anything that you can do about it. So that was a problem in and of itself. But where recordings came in, it became more obviously a problem. So they say some content capital C, this is the functionality of the PlayStation Network, may have features that allow your user information to be recorded by a user and distributed to any third party publicly, including users outside of PSN. And this is where they really kind of hid that concept that they were going to do this audio monitoring, this moderation of people on an audio basis that everybody was going to be potentially subject to these recordings. But again, we have that umbrella terminology added in. You agree that any third party may record, use, and distribute your information for any reason without any restrictions or compensation to you. Now, how did we get from, hey, some content may be recorded to you agree that any third party may record, use, and distribute your information for any reason without any restrictions or compensation to you? Now, note this is a lowercase i information, so it isn't necessarily tied to the definitions we were just looking at, but in general, that's going to be broader if the capital U, capital I user information is all of these things, then the lowercase information is probably inclusive of that set of information plus more. Now, again, Sony needs the right to do what it wants to do with the hardware, but this isn't limited in that way. And they say, hey, if you don't like it, don't buy a PlayStation 5, don't use your PSN. If you do not want your information to be used, recorded, or distributed, please do not use or access PSN. Which brings us back to this overall topic, right? One of the things that came out, and this is just the Verge article, but there are really dozens and dozens of articles of people that were complaining about this when they saw the warning on their PlayStation 4s. And you can see just from the phraseology, snitch and people recording you. It just feels uneasy. You're playing a video game. Why should this have to happen? One of the things people ask is, hey, is this illegal? I don't consent to the recording. And if you go and you look at something like the California Penal Code, Section 632, you see that a person who intentionally and without the consent of all parties uses an electronic amplifying or recording device to eavesdrop upon or record the confidential communication of another, they'll be in big, big trouble, right? But from a legal perspective, that's exactly what these terms are trying to do, right? They say some content on PSN may have features to record. You agree that any third party may record. This is your consent. Sony is trying to establish that everybody that uses a PlayStation 5 consents to these things. Now, I know a number of you are going to come into my comments and say, this doesn't play in Australia or in the European Union or maybe even in my state, and maybe it won't. One of the things that happens in these terms of service is they say, hey, if anything is illegal, if this is beyond applicable law, it doesn't apply. But they want to have the baseline rule in place that you are consenting to this recording. That's 
why they included it in the first place. They are trying to say that you have consented, you can't get in trouble. Now, it's worth noting that even in a two-party consent state like California, which has a very strong restriction, you have a definition of confidential communication, which is all this section applies to, that already probably takes something like a PlayStation 4 party out of the equation. It says, means any communication carried on in circumstances as may reasonably indicate that any party to the communication desires it to be confined to the parties thereto, but excludes a communication made in a public gathering or in any other circumstance in which the parties to the communication may reasonably expect that the communication may be overheard or recorded, which is why you got that warning on the top of the PlayStation 4. It's because, yes, they think they got their consent when you agreed to their terms of service, but hey, that was 15 pages deep in section six of a document that most of you didn't read. And so we're going to put that warning up every time you enter a party so that if anybody complains, you didn't have a reasonable expectation of privacy in this communication. And so that's how they are trying to establish that this is all legal and fine. And maybe it is legal and fine, but it does have practical implications and problems, which is why on October 16th, two days later, you saw the PlayStation blog try to clarify the situation here. And that's how it was really described in a lot of the articles and headlines that I saw, whether in Eurogamer or elsewhere, that basically said, this is PlayStation coming out and clarifying what it can and cannot do. Or as they describe it, details on new voice chat functionality coming to PS5. Managing online safety is an important part of ensuring our performance. We believe that it's critical that gamers be able to quickly and accurately report abuse or harassment if they experience it while on the PlayStation Network. So remember, we just looked at language that said any third party can record for any reason. If you don't like it, get off the PlayStation. And now they're targeting very specifically that they only want this for moderation. As part of this initiative, we've been preparing to roll out a new feature on the PS5 console that enables gamers to report verbal harassment through a new voice chat reporting function. Its sole purpose is to help in reporting of inappropriate behavior, including actions that violate our community code of conduct. Please note that this feature will not actively monitor or listen in on your conversations ever, and it's strictly reserved for reporting online abuse or harassment. Now, how does it work? It says, once the PS5 console launches, if a PS5 player needs to file a harassment report, they will be able to include up to 40-second long voice chat clips in their report, 20 seconds of the main conversation with the other player, plus an additional 10 seconds before and after the conversation selection. So it sounds like there's some kind of rolling recording that's happening, probably pretty similar to the share functionality of a video that they use, where it's got some kind of content from the past that you can include in the video that you're putting up on Twitch or Twitter or wherever. They also say there won't be an option to opt out of this voice chat recording function because we want all users to feel feel safe when playing with others online, not just those who choose to enable it. So we've got this situation now where Sony says its sole purpose is to affect moderation. And please note that we won't be actively monitoring or listening in on your conversations, except that we will be recording on a kind of rolling basis, somebody that can go back and get 20 seconds that they want to submit to us, but that the whole purpose of this is strictly reserved for reporting online abuse or harassment, which is not something that you see reflected in these terms of service and which we will get back to in a second. Now, they do tie in all of this to the code of conduct. They say, we only want you to be able to report folks on a code of conduct basis. But as we talked about last week, They've expanded some of the language in their code of conduct, right? 
You can't promote hate speech. You can't create communication that disparages anyone based on their physical ability or other personal trait, right? And to the extent that there's smack talk happening online, if you suggest that somebody isn't great at Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, does that fall afoul of 5.3? Does it fall afoul of 5.3 if you are particularly vociferous in your communications that disparage their physical ability? I don't know. I don't know any of these questions. And the real problem is the penalty for these kinds of things is potentially suspension or termination of your account. So if you're buying games digitally, if you have the PlayStation 5 digital edition and somebody somewhere decides to record you and PlayStation SIE determines that you were disparaging their physical traits or whatever else it might be as a violation of their code of conduct, including you know being disrespectful to Sony employees, they can take away all of your games. And one of the things that I don't really talk about in terms of the language, which we are about to discuss as part of this video, is that this is far too draconian a penalty for the crime. You've spent potentially thousands of dollars on Sony, and to have somebody at Sony headquarters decide that this particular sentence was too disrespectful and we're going to suspend or terminate your account and take your games away seems a bridge too far to me, and maybe you agree or disagree and you can leave that comment to this video, but I think that there should be actions that they can take that say, hey, if you violate the code of conduct, if you're saying bad things on the microphone or communicating, we can take that functionality away from you. That you shouldn't lose the $60 you spent on some game that went to us that we made money from, but that we can otherwise prevent you from making this environment bad for other people. I am sympathetic to Sony and PlayStation looking at communities of anonymous users and saying, hey, I don't want to turn my microphone on in Call of Duty because I don't have fun with that. Not only because of people saying bad things, but in general from dogs barking and people having loud music on and all this other stuff that isn't aimed at me, but I don't like it. So I mute these things. And Sony and Microsoft and everybody else has been trying to crack that nut for a long time, get more people invested and engaged with their community. And Sony is trying to do it here, but I think they've gone too far. And I think a lot of people do think that they've gone too far, which is why just a day after that blog post went up, you see a tweet from PlayStation that said, hey folks, just wanted to let you know that we're looking into your feedback on the recent changes to parties on PS4. Thanks for speaking up. We'll keep you posted. Now that's a very kind of conversational tweet. Who knows if anything will come out of it, but one of the things I like to impress upon people here in virtual legality is that Folks come in and they leave comments to my videos and they say, oh, these terms of service, you've identified some really good stuff, but what can we do about it? And I always say, hey, the first step is knowing that they are there, knowing that they have those provisions in place, knowing that even though they put out a blog post that says, hey, we'll only use these recordings for this purpose, the actual section of their terms of service doesn't limit them in that fashion. It says, in fact, that they can use what they got for any reason whatsoever. And if you don't like it, you can leave their ecosystem. And to acknowledge that what we need is better and more information about the terms of service, hopefully through places like virtual legality and maybe other YouTubers, other YouTube lawyers, maybe your own counsel, if you want to hire somebody to look at these kinds of things for you, but to not let the Sonys of the world off the hook. And I think this is a great acknowledgement that when you have this kind of tumult, when you have Reddit threads about it, when you have people actually reading these kinds of things, concerned about warnings, that you can get the attention of a major corporation like a Sony or like a Microsoft and have this conversation with them. But it is worth noting that regardless of what they say in their blog post, regardless of what they say in their tweets, the language that we looked at at the top of this video still allows them more 
than what they should need to do these kinds of things. So one of the things that I do in my day job is I help folks negotiate contracts. Now, consumers don't generally have the power to, to negotiate a contract like this. We call these contracts of adhesion. You can click through it or you, or you don't have to. You can get your PlayStation 5, you can access the PSN, or you can go away. But we can still look at what I would do if we had equal leverage, if we had uh, the power to negotiate this contract and the kinds of things that I would ask of Sony, right? So when we talked about the very first section here, I noted that the you hereby authorize us to do things wasn't properly tied to the rest of the paragraph, right? So one of the things that you would do, one of the things your lawyer would do if you had one and you were looking at a contract like this is they would add a proviso limiting their powers solely to what they're talking about. So you can see in red here that I say you hereby authorize us to use distribute, copy, display, and publish your user information, sure, to the third-party services you have elected to use without payment to you. This whole paragraph is about my using third-party services. If you choose to do so, use or distribution of your information may be subject to their terms of service, all this stuff. This sentence here that I'm giving Sony some right should only apply to Sony getting that information out to the third-party services I have elected to use, not from some broad right to use, distribute, copy, display on the behalf of SIE for any reason ever. We need to limit those kinds of things. Similarly, when we look at the real problematic provision here, right, that you agree that any third party may record, use, and distribute your information for any reason, we need to take this paragraph all the way back down, right? If we want to hold Sony to what they are saying in their blog post, right? Its sole purpose is to help in reporting inappropriate behavior. Now, maybe you don't like that. I don't tend to like it either, but we can actually ask Sony to back up what they're putting out there in their public statements. We can actually have them change this provision and say the following. So they say some content on PSN may have features that allow your user information to be recorded by a user, right? And we can say, and for you to record the user information of another user. We don't want to talk about distribution to third parties because you say it's solely for moderation. So we say, okay, that first sentence is going to be, you can record me and I can record you. And then I agree the following. You agree that you or any other user on PSN may record and deliver user information to SIE, to Sony, through the functionality of content on PSN, through the PSN button. We're not talking about recording things on microphones outside of the Sony environment or doing other things, right? All they are talking about ostensibly in their blog post is people using the functionality provided in their operating system on the PlayStation 5 to record others. So we can limit their term to that. You agree that you or any other user on PSN may record and deliver user information to SIE, not to any third party, through the functionality of content, capital C, the PSN functionality, solely for the purpose of permitting SIE to confirm compliance with the code of conduct described in section five of this agreement and without any other restrictions or compensation owed to the user to whom such user information relates. You limit this concept, not so that it is broad, not so that it's you agree that any third party may record and do anything that they want without restrictions. Instead, you say, What did you just say in your blog post? Let's get your terms of service to match up with what you said. You agree that you or any other user may record. You can deliver it to Sony solely for the purpose of permitting SIE to confirm compliance with our code of conduct and without other restrictions. And then if you do not want your information to be used, recorded, or distributed, not for any reason, but to SIE for the purposes of this section, please do not use or access PSN which is all a long way of saying, look, these blog posts are nice. These tweets are nice, them moving forward. 
But until you actually get the legal language changed, Sony is always going to be able to double back on this. They've made certain statements in things like blog posts, but those aren't legally binding. And if this does concern you, and I think it's justified to concern you, then the ultimate goal should be to see tweaks and changes to this language, to put forth that there are better ways, that Sony doesn't need these extra rights here. We can limit it to third parties. That Sony, if it really is the sole purpose of all of this, should put it in writing. And really, That's all you can ask for from these giant companies. Yes, they want to do these various things. Yes, complain about them on social media. Yes, talk about them on places like The Verge. Have these conversations on forums like Reddit. But ultimately, you need to be cognizant of what they are claiming as ground in the legal documents. And hopefully, virtual legality is one place that does that, that really helps folks get more and better education on these kinds of concepts. Because this isn't The only thing that you can accept, we can put pressure on companies like this, not to put them in an untenable position. Again, I'm sympathetic to Sony. Let's talk about how we can get you where you need to go and the consumer where they need to go. Let's limit your rights to what you say you want anyway. And at the end of the day, maybe we can all game together in an environment that we all love with some of that toxicity removed. This has been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you enjoyed this video. I really love talking about these kinds of things, the business and law of video games and pop culture in general with all of you. If you like this, please like, subscribe, share, tell folks that we are having these conversations, especially for this one. You know, put it up in the Reddits on PlayStation and Sony. I think this is important information and certainly important to follow as this story continues to see if Sony does anything with respect to their moderation, their voice recordings, and more specifically from a legal point of view, whether they actually tweak the rights they have claimed for themselves in their current terms of service. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.